and welcome to another episode of Chinese Chippy Girl. We are now on episode 15. I can't believe it. For everyone that has supported me and listened to my episodes, thank you so, so much. It really means a lot to me and it makes me smile so much when you send me messages on Instagram or when you share my episodes with other people and tag me and leaving me amazing feedback on Apple Pods. Oh, amazing. It honestly means so much to me and it really encourages me to keep pushing. If you are new to my podcast, a big massive welcome. My name is Georgie and I am your host of these shows and I talk about life growing up as an ECA, Eastern Southeast Asian diaspora. So much has happened since I last published my episode with the amazing Katie Learn. If you listen to the show, you will know how much I fangirled her. <laughs> I feel so humble that so many media picked up this story and I'm not going to lie, it was bittersweet. The positive thing is having articles linked to my podcast was great and it was nice to see the listeners went up and I just feel really proud of it. And the downer side of things is the media picked up on the racism side of things that Katie had experienced when she was a teenager and I just think hand on heart, I wish the media picked out something more positive, such as here's a show with Kate Learn or Kate Learn is filming a new series. But obviously they're being very realistic and focusing on the racism side of things. So yeah, very bittersweet. The other big news is all the attacks on the ECA community in the US. The shooting in Atlanta has really touched so many people's hearts and has really affected the community. And my heart absolutely goes out to the families of the victims. There is something that I want to address that some media has described, that the mass shootings that have happened, happened in a massage parlour, quote unquote, massage parlour. Now, a few things that I want to talk about, about the use or about the description of massage parlour. And this is a couple of words thrown together to basically describe a brothel. Well, that's the history of it anyway. I want to talk about this because I am a qualified massage therapist. I haven't practiced in a while, but when I did practice, I practiced this part-time whilst juggling my full-time job. And I'll be completely honest, I had so many jokes thrown at me. Happy endings, are you going to suck them off? Are you going to massage their groin? I know it's so uncomfortable and I had these jokes when I was training right through to when I was practicing. I had random men approaching me on the street when I was pushing my massage trolley, when I was heading to see a client or when I was coming home and there were times when I felt quite unsafe but the worst thing is I did myself absolutely no favours. When people joked I joked too and sometimes I would tell people I love you long time I mean, how awful is that? And I massively, massively regret my actions as I know this is internalized racism and I allow this behavior to happen. So I am now unlearning and relearning and I just regret saying some of those things and joking along with it too. But going back to the story of the quote unquote massage parlor, Like I said, this terminology is used to describe brothel and personally, I just think this term shouldn't be used because there are some massage therapists out there that do these treatments professionally on clients and 
probably don't want to be associated with the sex industry. And the way how I could describe this is if you were staying in a hotel and they offered massage within their facilities, then they would call it a health spa or a beauty spa. They wouldn't call it a massage parlor, would they? Now, this is a really big one. For all those who were tragically killed in Atlanta, and if they were working within the sex industry, it's absolutely none of our business what they do. These people needed to survive, and they probably had a family to support. They probably didn't get a choice of what they worked, or they probably wanted this lifestyle. I just think we, or the media, should respect people's circumstances, and I wish people in media would get the terminology right of using the word massage parlour, as I think it's unfair and it can be insulting to those therapists working in health spas that don't offer any sexual services. Because when you read the headline, mass shooting in a massage parlour, people may automatically assume that this is a brothel when it's probably a straightforward beauty spa. And last but not least, stop killing us Asians. Anyway, I realise that I'm taking a bit of time with this intro. I do want to tell you that my next guest is the founder of Jade Park and also the co-creator of Asians in the UK on Clubhouse, which I am so addicted to. In fact, when the news broke out about the mass shootings in Atlanta, Anna Chan, Sylvia and I, we co-hosted the room under Asians in the UK so we could create a safe space for people to let out their emotions and to grieve over what's happened in America and also to show our solidarity to the ESO community in America as well. If you tuned in and if you spoke, thank you so much for getting involved. And thank you so, so much to the team behind Asians in the UK for growing this community and allowing us to hold that conversation. Right, Jade Park, take it away. the only thing with lockdown well obviously there's quite a few things but the one thing that, that I'm more excited about this is how sad I am this one thing which I'm more excited about when lockdown ends the public toilets will then reopen and I'm really excited about really? that I know it's like <laughs> really bad them. it's quite bad isn't it that that's I, I can't remember the last time I used public toilets no no I can't remember but I, I guess I don't do as many walks as you I guess I'm always in my car yeah, maybe. You've probably got a strong bladder, but I've got a really weak bladder. So this is like totally yeah. not part of the podcast, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> so like basically after I gave birth, honestly, my bladder is so it's so weak now. It's like just, really? yeah, like I don't have my... Are you, are you one that wake up at night? I do wake up quite a lot at night time as well. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know it's so bad. I never used to. I used to be bloody yeah. like strong woman, strong bladder woman. But now like yeah. my pelvic floor muscles, pelvic floor muscles, is that what it is? They're just, oh, they're so weak, Jade. I can't can't hold anything in how, how can you improve it there's an exercise you can well, do. what i'm doing right now obviously you can't see it. i'm just like tensing it all up because that's what you've got to mm. do just like do your you know pelvic floor exercises. Okay. but so mad fan i can't bother yeah I, one of the things you don't even think about no and i don't think it really affects men either any women out there who are just who are pregnant just to get your pelvic floor muscles on the go yeah so anyway that's just, thank you thank you so uh anyway jade 
What up? What up? How are you? I What's love all your on? background, by the way. It's Thank real you. as well. It's real. It's what real do you mean it's real? Because when I see all your Insta videos, I'm like, is that just like a background image? Is it what's it? Is it AI? Augmented reality? AI. Stuff? AI. Augmented that, reality? AR. <laughs> AI. AI. <laughs> oh my God, this has gone off to like a really bad start <laughs> from my behalf. Talk about my bladder issues and now like AI, AI. Yeah. Know it's, it's real. It's so real, like all the clouds and everything. I thought it's all a filter. No, no, no. We've um, spent time like just pen, pen it all together. Yeah, so, this probably isn't going to help for people listening to the podcast, but basically the background behind Jade, he's got like a, a kind of cloud in the ceiling, but um, I recognize it on your Instagram videos and I actually thought it's a filter, but it's actually a real cloud. Yeah, because we've got the blinds open, so it's quite bright, but usually it's like dark and then it's got like a mood light. Yeah. So, by the way, this is, this is my first ever podcast. Is it? Yeah. How are you it's feeling? All, are, you, all new are you nervous? Are you nervous? Tell me how you feel. A little bit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what you're going to ask me. <laughs> Could you read my handwriting when I sent you the agenda? I kind of made out what the agenda was about, but yeah. I've got really bad handwriting. I've always had bad handwriting. I can't help it, but equally, okay. I don't care neither. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Jade Park in there, so Jade I guess Park. it's about Jade. Yeah, it's about you. Just for... The listeners out there, do you want to just give yourself a little introduction? Yeah. Okay, sure. My name's James and I run a takeaway called Jade Park. Hold on a second. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. What's your name? Yeah. James. Yeah, my name's James. <laughs> I've been calling you... Oh my God, this is so bad. I didn't even know that. You know what? I'm so used to it. Like everyone calls me Jade now and I just accepted that's my new name and it's all correct and I just thought, yeah, it's okay. So does everyone call you Jade or James? What 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 does your family call you? Uh, they call me James. Okay. But since Jade Park, everyone calls me Jade. Mm. And, and and the reason why I just keep it Jade, because if I start saying my name's James, people get confused. Like, is it James or Jade? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I understand. But I think even on like Clubhouse as well, which we will come on to later, I think you're called Jade. But sorry, I'm really bad at, um, at hosting podcasts. Do you want to <laughs> say that? Because I totally interrupted your intro. So your name is James. Mm. Finish off. <laughs> yeah, my name's James. I run a takeaway called Jade Park and that is based up in the Wirral. And I was originally down south in Milton Keynes. Okay. How far do I have to go into no, this? No, that's fine. I think, okay. I think I'm really curious and... Mm absolutely fascinated by jade park like the restaurant the takeaway because i feel like you've really you've really stepped up a notch like i i i don't know any takeaways or restaurants like yours and i was speaking to my sister about this as well because my sister she runs she runs the golden dragon in edinburgh it's very traditional restaurant even my mum works there as well and they it's just this stereotypical Chinese restaurant that you would think about but yours is totally it's so fresh it's exciting it's I'm still trying to keep it traditional though like I don't want to start you know introducing like some fusion and making it you know something that it's not takeaway mm-hmm. like I, w- I want to, I, I still want to keep our dishes you know what I mean yeah. that's what we're recognized for mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a completely different brand where we're like selling these 
certain dishes that make us that brand I want to still be a takeaway actually can we go back a little bit because (laughs) this is really bad when I was stalking you I did see that you you did have the stereotypical like kind of office type jobs I think you worked in social media I think you worked in consultancy I feel like I'm doing your intro for you (laughs) oh yeah I I should have said all this can I Okay. No, 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 it's fine. But now it feels like you've you've taken a different turn on things and yeah. you have opened up a Chinese yeah. restaurant. So it'd be quite interesting just to hear more about that. So basically, I my, my career was always in IT. Mm-hmm. So during my early years, I was doing IT. And then I worked my way up and I've managed to get a like a security consultancy role so i'll be traveling nationally in the uk and internationally in like india south africa um, oh, nice. europe so i would i would go and visit these large organizations and audit them against their security and i'll consult on what things need remediation wow, so okay yeah so, you know, that's, that's the career I've had. I think most people would actually say that's quite respectable and there's definitely a, a place to, to kind of like to go further. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. And then during that time, I was running a social media agency. Um, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I, I, I was running that and I was like growing Instagram accounts. And yeah, it was, it was all good. And then one of my clients, he asked me if I wanted to invest in the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have never in my life takeaway experience. Okay. I, I can only like a lot of my like friends or like people that I know had takeaways. Mm-hmm. So I can only see it through their eyes, yeah. but I've never personally had one. Oh, did you not wake, uh, wake one when you were like younger? No, okay, no. Okay. never, never. So this was like so new to me and my Cantonese is so crap as well. So I can, I can, I can uh, sit, 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 tang, sit gong. So like it's very, very little. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I can invest and I'll, I'll do more of the, the marketing side and I would like maybe like head up with more the technology side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I managed to accidentally fall into the takeaway trade that way wow. with a client, a partner in that and literally bought the business and just turned it around. Mm-hmm. We set up all of the systems, did the website, I did the branding, mm-hmm. did all the packaging. And is this for Jade, is this for Jade Park? No, this is my first takeaway that I partnered with right, okay. accidentally. And how long ago was yeah. this? This was, I think, just over a year now, right, maybe okay. like November 2019. Right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was like all by accident. If, if I was never introduced to it by, you know, my client, I, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Right, okay. I, I never saw myself running a takeaway. <laughs> Yeah. So what interested you then? So after setting up the first takeaway, yeah. which is in Milton Keynes, I kind of saw that the, the things that I've introduced or doing is like very basic, simple things. And this is more like a, a business side. So I just saw that, wow, like just doing these, these things, it, it, could be, it could make the business work. So I was just looking at it from a business side. And then as that was going, it was going well. And then the whole pandemic started. Mm-hmm. The first lockdown happened. So in that space, nothing was happening. Like I was just sitting there. The takeaway was still running and that was doing very well. But I was like a bit bored because I, don't, I wasn't working at the takeaway. I would just be doing the back end stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I kind of thought maybe I should find a business 
another business and, and, and start a new one and maybe add my own like creativity to it. Yes. Cause the, the because the first takeaway, it's it's running, but it's still quite traditional. Okay. Because I had partners in that, I just couldn't be myself. I couldn't, you know, explore. They they were they like to do things their way. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I want to go and find a business and buy it and and set it up. So I found I found this one in Wirral mm-hmm. during the whole lockdown in Morton, as you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that. And yeah, it just all happened um, so quick. As soon as I, I went to view it and we agreed on the sale of it, that's when we started like, doing all the back end of the branding and the marketing and you know, ordering all the things that we need and the signs and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, moved up to Wirral. Like, I had no idea on the area. I, I seriously did not know where Wirral was. I did not know where Morton was. <laughs> I didn't know who who the competition was. I just yeah, it's for sale. Like I've got an idea of how to make it work. Mm-hmm. Can I can I make it work in anywhere? So I just took that uh, that leap. So yeah, I I came up. Amazing. Then, yeah, I just and I think that just gave me the opportunity to make it my own mm-hmm. and do things the way I want to do it because like this, I, I find like the social media side isn't that common in, for takeaways mm-hmm. and. I wanted to show people takeaways, but make it cool at the same time that people connect with and think of actually takeaways are cool too. Like there's nothing wrong with takeaways. Yeah. And then as that thought kind of, you know, grew, I I went a little bit deeper and I was thinking, actually, maybe I need to show that more of the like Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. I want to like represent us in a way because it's not, you know, it's not not out there. Yeah. Yeah. As you like, from that it just kind of spiraled and now it's like it's all about the community now Mm -hmm. I think it's really amazing what you do and I speak to my sister and I said to her Christina you've got to check out Jade Park she goes what about it I'm like they've opened up there's a there's a restaurant that's that's opened up near dad's house in Morton (laughs) and then she was like what in Morton and then it and then I had a conversation with her (laughs) where honestly I just want to jack in my job and I just want to open up a takeaway because I've got the experience and I reckon I could do it Instagram um, was set up in a way that was like showing the transition of what I was doing with social media mm. and showing the journey of how I transitioned into the takeaway world. Yeah. So I've literally given up everything, what you would deem as doing well and working your way up. I've kind of given all that up just to focus on the takeaway world now. Mm-hmm. I-, I love all the the small detail that you've got that you probably don't really think much of it. I think sometimes you you kind of focus on what are, what's inside the box. But the box is like, it's kind of the stereotypical takeaway box, quote unquote. Yeah. And then it's, but it's gold as well. And then the way how you open it up, me and you watching it the other night, because it's yeah. like in a box. And I think it's the one where you've got fried rice and you've got like spring rolls on top and you pour the curry sauce and then yeah. you just like open it up. We're just like, whoa. The social media took like, you can just tell that you've worked in social media because you've completely nailed it. And you're completely right. Right. There's a lot of Chinese takeaways out there that they they don't have that. They don't really show that creativity, whether they've got it or not. They just don't really show it. Yeah. I, I remember there's this really cool video that I watched. It was the one, I think it was for Lunar New Year, where I think you and Debbie, I think you were showing there's a picture of a, of a temple behind you. And oh, oh yeah. I don't know. It's just so cool. 
like it, it, yeah. it, it won my heart anyway so <laughs> it's because we couldn't go anywhere right so we had to kind of like use our imagination yeah who does yeah. all your videos do you do it like yourself or do you have someone to do it for you or pretty much it's yeah myself that man, and debbie will we'll do all of the videos and and images yeah you can tell that you work really hard for it as well and uh, sorry stalking you again i was looking having looking at the menu as well this this one mm. thing which i love about your menu i think what's going to be is the, the whatever box the whatever box that, the mystery the whatever box. oh yeah oh my god please can we talk about that that is something which i would i would order but like that that was like i don't i don't know why we put it on the menu because I just, I just thought, let's have a bit of fun here and see if we can create something that is a mystery box. Mm-hmm. But anyone that's like not fussy and they just want a surprise, they'll just order that. And then we'll, it's actually a good deal because we usually tend to put more in there. Okay. So, and you know, when, we, when we put it in there, I was like, and people start ordering it. I was like, wow, like they were actually, you know, giving it a go. Like it's, it's pretty cool. So what kind of, what kind of dishes would you put in? Or what, you, what dishes have you put previously in the, in the whatever box? It'll be like a combination of the other boxes. Okay. So you, you might find like some salt pepper chips, maybe oh. some salt pepper chicken, maybe some honey glazed chicken, maybe some shredded chili beef with like maybe some spring rolls and curry sauce. Could be, like literally it could be anything. Like, oh, stop. I'm so hungry. Stop. Stop. I'm so hungry yeah. now. <laughs> oh, amazing. You, you should open yours for real. I'd love to. Maybe one day. I told you before, actually, like when I was doing all of this, I'm really scared that the takeaway trade will die. Yeah, That's what I'm scared of as well, because it's, it's one of those things where your parents have worked so hard in this trade. Mm-hmm. They don't want your kids to to be doing it they, they would say you go do your studies and you get your career yeah. and what yeah you don't want this like and i've did the whole reverse on that just so that i can prove a point that you can make a takeaway as fun it doesn't have to be the way you've done it all these years it can be fun it can be profitable and i think if we don't do that what is the takeaway world going to look like if the kids aren't going to be doing it anymore like mm. that's a scary thing i think I have thought about that because I I feel people in our generation who are whether or not they were brought up in a takeaway or not, and if mm. they've gone into the kind of Chinese food industry, they would do something a bit more specific, like, like yeah. dumpling shack, for example. They've got a, yeah, their galdi exactly. dan dumpling yeah. dumpling stall, or they would make their maybe make a recipe book or something, or they'd become yeah. a chef, but not really would they well the people who i've come across they wouldn't really open up an actual chinese mm. restaurant or chinese takeaway yeah. it's always i feel like the, the chinese takeaways that you see now are takeaways that have been open for a ridiculously long time or they're or they're probably just some again these are just the ones that i've come across but they're probably just some immigrants that have who have moved to the uk recently-ish so they've opened up their own takeaway but it's not really people in in our generation this is the point why i i wanted to really rebuild a takeaway image because yeah it's all good having all these other eateries right whether you're focusing on on different parts but it's still it's not still not a takeaway mm-hmm. and when you're a kid 
we've all gone through it and the takeaway is what sticks to you. Yeah, Even if you yeah. didn't own a takeaway, no one's going to talk about all these eateries right now. They're going to be talking about the takeaway and takeaway hasn't changed. So that's why I'm so focused on the takeaway and, and I don't want to be you know, changing it to a different fusion of whatnot because mm. it still needs to be takeaway. So I, I feel quite strong about that. When did Jade Park open? It opened June 25th of 2020. Wow. So brave and massively well done to opening a business within during a pandemic as well. I bet you're itching for the lockdown to 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 basically relax and then people can start coming into your to your restaurant and stuff. When you when you opened or shortly after you, you opened, did you actually have did you have customers coming in as well? Or if you have you just been focusing on the takeaway side of things? Just takeaway. Yeah. Like I've, I've actually never opened up for sitting. You it's are you takeaway. are a restaurant, have I got that right? You are a restaurant as well, aren't you? No, actually, we're just a takeaway. Oh, are you? Sorry, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my like, research better next time. So I thought I just assumed you're a restaurant because it's quite, it's quite a big space. So for the, the listeners out there, maybe a month ago, because when I was like uh, <coughs> stalking Jade, <laughs> I saw that the restaurant was in Morton, which yeah. is a, it's a quite an unusual place, but I only know it because uh, my dad used to live there and he lived there for about 10 years. And I know it. I know the exact building. I know exactly where it is. It's next to a pub called the Coaches or something. And opposite the, opposite the takeaway, uh, there's a hot yoga studio. So I used to go there around a the corner from there. There used to be a, well, I don't know if this, 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 there's a bookies. So me and my dad, we would basically drive. Uh, and we'll park our we'll park our car around the area and then I would do some hot yoga he would go to the bookies and then we'll meet up afterwards and then we'll drive to a home bargain <laughs> then I, so when I used to visit my dad that used to be quite a common thing and I think when I spoke to my sister saying oh it was in Morton she was like oh my god it's in Morton that's amazing because it just brings back a lot of memories and stuff and it's a really lovely area it's it's right by the beach well it's quite near the beach as well which yeah. is so lovely because I used to go running up and down there so it's amazing I can't believe you open up a, a takeaway there and I'm sorry that I've been yeah. calling at a restaurant <laughs> well it, it used to be a buffet right so I think that's why you, you naturally thought that so, it was a yeah. restaurant yeah uh, the, the space is very big for a takeaway like I've got so much space here, but I pretty much kind of use it for, I don't know, like creating our content, I guess. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a set. I create, I, I use that set. We've, we've had music videos shot here as well. So that's, that's been cool. And we've had people come in here to do their photo shoots. Ah, so we okay. just use, use the space. Yeah. I think later probably, probably won't do restaurant. I'll probably just, maybe just have it as a sit-in. They just, they can order their takeaway and actually sit in and eat. Right, but okay. I probably won't do restaurant. Right, okay. Yeah, just keep keep it quite casual because I've got London coming. I've got one opening in London and I think that one might be more of a restaurant takeaway style. Okay, so let's talk more about London then. In East London, maybe, where I live? Maybe in Bromley West. Park. Oh, West, okay. <laughs> West London. Maybe one day East London. So what's your plans? And I take it you want to branch out a little bit as well then? Yeah, 100%. The idea is to to definitely grow, so that's why I'm I'm looking at London. Mm-hmm. Um, I think London will give it a bit of a spark. Mm-hmm. I, I think because I, I, at least at least I feel a little bit more comfortable in London. I know I know people in London, mm-hmm. whereas in Wirral there was a bit of like uncertainty, unknown. Yeah. So I think London, I'll, I'll get some support from people just because I know some people down there, and I think yeah, just to keep growing the brand, keep representing the culture, the community. Mm-hmm. I spoke to my staff yesterday, and I, I asked them. 
where do you see Jade Park in five years? And they said a national chain. Oh, amazing. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So now I've got some pressure to (laughs) deliver five years. I think it's really good. And I think recently I, how should I say this? So basically this weekend, I had a really shit weekend. I was quite triggered. I saw, I'm not going to name the the takeaway, but I saw, I saw quite a lot of posts about this specific takeaway uh, that was run by uh, white people. And I think in North London, I think it is. I probably got that wrong. Anyway, and Amy Fung and Viv Yao and Home Black, they posted quite a bit about this takeaway. It started off with, they wrote on their profile that that's basically MSG free. And then I think they dug a little bit deeper and they saw quite a few of their posts and some of their profiles saying, oh, this really Ugh, this really angered me but they wrote something like oh, do you ever find that when takeaways when it just looks really grotty from the outside can you imagine what the inside looks like and I was like how dare you say that so I live in East London there's a there's a Thai restaurant quite near me which um, I go to before lockdown we used to go quite a lot and it's called pie crust and the outside yeah okay the outside it could do with a lick of paint the inside yeah. that too is quite retro yeah. it's they yeah. opened up the restaurant uh, in 1986 or something and they haven't done it up since but honestly jade the food is absolutely amazing and they're not on instagram they're not on any social media but if you look them up yeah. on TripAdvisor, everyone would say this is stratford's um, hidden gem yeah. because the food is amazing it's cash only no website and they do a takeaway as well but you've but they're not on delivery so it's so old school and it's okay. just so yeah, amazing yeah. and for this this new whitewashed takeaway to come on the scene just kind of writing about how if you know, if a takeaway looks bad on the outside it will also be bad on the inside as well that's just it's just cruel and it's just casual racism and I didn't and I just feel like they've got no place to say that because they haven't been brought up in that takeaway environment exactly. so how dare you you say that and then it's just all these other things that they said like they were just talking about like chopsticks and stuff and oh I don't know it just felt felt like they didn't really pay homage to the Chinese takeaway industry and I don't have a problem with white people or non-Asians taking an interest in Chinese food I don't I don't mind and if, if anything I really encourage it and I feel quite humble that they do like off like our food and stuff but it's yeah. the fact that they've just opened up this takeaway and they've not I don't know like they've just taken a piss sort of thing then it's they've just basically whitewashed it and that's that's a problem that I have and I got really I got really annoyed about it and then I remember and that so that evening like it was basically my turn to cook and then you and my partner he was still at work and then I just messaged him went oh can we get a takeaway instead yeah 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 I understand and 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 the thing is I'm finding it very hard to talk about it because I can't find the words in my mouth to articulate how I'm feeling without getting frustrated and that's why I really um I love like you know the east and southeast Asian community that I found like you as well Jaden that can help spread that awareness because some there's some days I get really triggered and then I just get and I say all the wrong things and then I just don't know how to say it then I just end up crying (laughs) because I just get so frustrated with myself so 
So yeah, I, just- I totally, totally get it for sure. Like that, I think that's you know, why I'm so passionate about my mission. The the reason why I wanted to grow and 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 have J Pox across the country nationally. The the main reason was to have a voice. Yeah, really, because like I've come across yourself and a few others on Instagram, but it's a lot of work and and getting that message across. Not everyone sees it, but. With what I'm doing, you know, even with this one in Wirral, whenever I post anything on social media, it's not just about the food. I actually share posts about the anti-racism and the hate crimes that's going on. And I just try, I just trying to educate my followers. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're going to eat our food, you're going to have to appreciate what's going on as well. Yeah. So I thought if I can build a chain and I can, you know, grow it in, in the UK nationally, at least I'll have a, you know, a voice. In, in, in that space and it's not just Asian people that's you know, going to be watching it's going to be you know everyone else mm-hmm. that is following the, the J-pop journey yeah so that yeah that's that's the, the thought process behind all of it yeah I want to talk to you about Clubhouse I am so effing addicted. I love Clubhouse as a as a concept, as an app. I love Asians in the UK. I am so addicted. I'm just like, yes, it's Monday. It's like Monday today. It's like Monday today. Yeah, it's Monday today. And I'm just like, okay, nobody, nobody bother me on Monday. I'll say to Ewan, I'm like, Ewan, just like I've got Asians in the UK. Can you settle Sadie? And I'll see, I'll see you in three hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because the thing is, I Oh, I just love it. I, I feel like it's a conversation that people are so passionate about. And particularly the Monday 1st of March, that was mm-hmm. a really good conversation. And it was good. So basically on that Monday, I I thought, okay, I'm just gonna join for one hour because I've got I've got stuff to do. Three hours later, I was from there from start to finish. And yeah. it was really interesting because it started off a bit more lighthearted. We were talking about yeah. you know, living up to parents' expectations and then like how Asian Asians can be quite superstitious. And then we spoke about fortune tellers and stuff. Yeah. And then we spoke about hate crime. It did get intense. I'm not going to lie. It did get intense. Yeah. But it was right. good because because everybody, everybody on that chat, we all want the same goal. We, we're all want race we all want to erase racism and we all want to educate others but it's the tactic and the approach of how we want to do it so i'll give one example one of the things i spoke about was how it's important to have for me this is just my personal take is how it's important for us to have allyship as well to educate pretty much like white people because for me i feel like our leaders in the west predominantly are white and we need more allies and white voices to help to help amplify our voices but then other people also spoke about gave their opinion saying how we need high profile asian celebrities to raise our voices so it it did get quite intense but it was just it just felt like therapy just felt like therapy. i I think your 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 view about allies is like similar to the way i'm 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 thinking of doing J Park because the allies are going to be at the customers, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, if we can get that message across to the customers, that's a step further because it's not stuck within our own little bubble. 
that event last week, and we did that. That format was a bit different because usually we do like introductions, mm-hmm. but this one was like more of like a, a free flowing conversation, yeah. which led to other things. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was yeah. good. Um, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Though. <laughs> Can you <laughs> tell us a bit more about? The, the the history of Asians in the UK because I know you okay. do it with Arnold Marr, fellow Marr, big yeah. up Arnold, um, Sophia who I absolutely love, Chris Mack, Crazy Britasian, Nana, and Ailey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Ailey. Yeah. Ailey, that's it. Yeah. So, do you want to tell yeah. us a bit more about the, the history? Yeah. So it all started off with me sitting in a, a room by myself. So I, cre- I created a room, right? And it had the the UK. K flag and, and, and it said chillin' vibes and this was like weeks and weeks ago maybe over a month ago now where like new like clubhouse was still like quite new and there weren't any like uk people so i was just i just created this room and i sat in there on my, on my own <laughs> like I, I, I had like maybe like i don't know 10 or 15 followers like there wasn't anyone on my feed so i, I literally just created it just to see what happens and yeah and then like some some minutes later, Nana comes in. But this is the first time ever meeting Nana. Okay. Yeah. So I think Nana was in there. I think someone else, Choo Choo. I think Choo Choo was in there as well. She she kind of followed through, and we we, we just started having, having a conversation. And then we were like, "Why are there no rooms like like events for Asians? Like, are then are are they not on Clubhouse? Like, so yeah. I think that's when we then sparked off and go, okay, let's create." An event, and since we created that event, I I already went into some of the like American, like Asian diaspora rooms. So I, I managed to like make a few friends from that room, and so that when we ran the like UK event for the first time, they came and supported the room. Mm-hmm. So they they came and helped do the mods because we 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 would never modded a room before. So they came in to like show us how to mod. Mm-hmm. And that, like, the first event, we had, like, you know, like, I think about close to 200 people in there like wow. for, for the first event. Like, we didn't expect that many people to come through. So it was, a, like, a really strange experience because, like, yeah, not ever modding an event before to having that many people and, like, then hearing, like, so many like, UK voices. And, mm. I mean, other people came through as well, but, like, just hearing the UK voices and kind of hearing, like, you know, we all went through the same, like, experiences and kind of kind of relate, you know. So it was definitely cool. So I was like, okay, we can we can do this the next week. And it was like, okay, we we need to um, do this regularly so that we can then get a club for ourselves. And yeah, that's why we we, we started doing these Monday events for agents in the UK. And I think I think it was one week where you you might missed it, and that, that's the one when MC Jim came. I missed that one because I was taking a break from Clubhouse. <laughs> I missed it. I was so yeah, gutted. That was, that was crazy as well. How did you manage to get him? Did he just? Well, he yeah, he came in and he was listening, and we and I and I, I messaged everyone on Instagram saying MC Jim is down there, <sighs> and then we, we brought him up, and then he started start, started speaking to everyone. It's just cool to to kind of see that we're getting like the, the allies and the support yeah. like all over the world, right? Definitely. And especially from like a a figure like MC Jin, he's like he's paved the way for a lot mm. of people. He's the first to kind of do things and been so brave with it. So yeah, yeah. I saw recently that you posted something about you guys have now officially a 
club or something can you just like educate me <laughs> with what that means because I thought you were already a club anyway like how does it, nah, how so, does it work so we were, we were running events mm-hmm. under Asians in the UK as a title mm-hmm. but now we've got Asians in the UK club that means that anyone can follow that club now otherwise otherwise they would have had to follow us as people our ah, okay okay but now they can follow the club so that whenever the club is running an event or whatever like they will see that ah nice okay yeah so it's it's just more official I yeah guess. and then so let's talk about the clubhouse so so it's basically every monday eight o'clock yeah. and what's what's next like where do you where do you see it going i think the the, the format right now is to just build a community. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot of people jumping onto Clubhouse. That's new. Mm-hmm. So for them to find this this event, this room, and they see more and they can you know connect with people, it's just going to help the community more. Yeah. And so we use that as like a, a channel that people can come and network mm-hmm. and share experiences. Now we've got the club, we can like you know host smaller rooms more often. Mm-hmm. Like if I think any member now of that club, they can create an event under that uh, name. So if you wanted to create an event, you can create an event under Asians in the UK and then have a topic or yeah, have a room topic called food. Okay. So now, now you can, you know, start a, a food conversation with Asians in the UK mm-hmm. and then, you know, people can join that. So mm-hmm. that, you know, could probably you know, happen when the community grows. Oh, nice. Oh, amazing. I'm such a big fan of Clubhouse. And I think I'm I'm starting to see like a bigger, more and more community kind of building. So I think there's an artist called Foku Crew. And I think, oh God, I don't know if I'm going to explain this properly, but he's basically a British East and Southeast Asian mm. rapper, I think. And so I'm going to have to like, do my research better. But I've yeah. seen that he is starting a, he's starting a march in Chinatown on the 23rd of May at one o'clock. And right. he posted about this. It's going to be like a demonstration of unity. So I think they'll have like speakers, they'll have music and like live speakers and stuff. And then another one, which I, which I just came across over the weekend is called Asian Unity Over Fear. So right. they're also organizing um, another march as well on the 26th of yeah. June. So the folk the, the crew, ugh, ugh, yeah. the folk yeah. crew is on the 23rd of May. And then Asian okay. Unity Over Fear is on the 26th of June. And I think there's going to be more details announced on the Asian Unity Over Fear. But I think they've locked down an actual date and they're yeah. going to start the march from Houses of Parliament into Soho. So I think there's going to be hopefully there's going to be like a lot a lot more noise and it's 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 things like these organizations you guys as well with clubhouse bc and the virus of racism we're slowly but surely creating a lot more noise for the community which i think is just just so amazing yeah there's there's definitely like i'm I'm seeing a lot more groups popping up as part of the movement doing it in, in their own ways so I think everyone you know has the you know intention to you know make things better for sure yeah it's just now trying to get to that point of when do we find things are okay and normal what does that look like yeah because it's it's quite it's quite triggering so like earlier today I met up with my friend Stacy big up Stacy if you're listening so I met up with my friend Stacy and we've been friends for like I mean we've been friends for about 15 years we've gone to like 
parties together I met her in a party we've been to clubs together we've just we've we've been like she's basically like my best friend and I was a witness for her wedding as well but I've never spoken to her about racism I've never really spoken to her about my childhood and today mm. and obviously she knows she's aware of my Chinese chip girl page she knows that I do yeah. podcast and stuff but today was like the first time that we've actually spoken face to face about some of the issues that the um, ECO community are going through and it's, it's it's quite a difficult conversation because I feel like when I speak to someone that's not POC I feel like I have to really go deep down I feel like I have to really retell my stories and give like actual yeah. examples and it's quite yeah, it's a hard thing to do it's hard to, yeah. yeah I was just gonna say it's, yeah. it's really hard to find those examples it's yeah, it's not easy, especially when you're trying to like, what's the word? Like, it's almost like a pitch in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and I think like yeah. in terms of trying to get allyship, I think rather than just sending, for me anyway, I feel like I have to to really give examples because it's because because they haven't lived through it themselves. They don't know what our struggles are. It's like they know that racism on our community is happening but it's yeah. it's basically how it's affecting us that's a bit where you have to I feel I have to go more into detail and I think after I had that conversation with Stacy, it was just it was really nice because it's like, like she's always been on my side anyway but to have but because I had to go into more detail just so she could understand how it's affected me, like how people were so racist to me at school and how it's affected me like 20 years later. She's like, oh, okay, I get it now. But it's like, I've had that conversation once with Stacey, but imagine like I would have to have that conversation with all my white friends. It's so, it's so exhausting. I I think that the, the, the difficulty is that, yes, you can talk about the actions, but you can't, really talk too deeply about the culture yeah because that's something is so natural to us mm-hmm. because it's like one example is that this is going to generalize it but it's, it's true that we don't like to speak up about these things yeah. you know we like to keep things quiet and, and silence so that's just one example but there's so many other things like that mm-hmm. where you can't just think of it because it's so natural to us but to someone else they're not going to realize that that is part of the fact of why things haven't really progressed yeah and I think and when I was speaking to my friend Stacey as well like I I feel quite ashamed to say that I think I didn't deal with racism very well and if anything I feel like I created some internal racism for myself like when when people laughed and joked with me about 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 the c word I just laughed it off I didn't I didn't really speak up about it and then there's quite a few things which I did which I'm really really ashamed about like because my family from Hong Kong there'd be times when I would talk about in mainland Chinese people like I would joke about them and I really oh my god Jade I really regret doing that and mm. and I think because when I spoke about that to my friends and because I'm laughing and I'm basically encouraging casual racism amongst mainland yeah. Chinese people. And I am now, yeah, I massively regret doing it. I hate myself for doing it. But speaking to other ECA people, some of them have done the same thing as well, particularly, yeah. I mean, I won't name them, but some of the people from a Hong Kong Chinese background, they would basically yeah. say stuff about mainland Chinese people as well. Yeah, yeah. But then we basically unlearning and we're now relearning we're trying to educate you know other people and it's it's just small things like 
like for for years and years and years and years and years, I've always said Chinese New Year. I, I didn't know, I didn't really know what Lunar New Year was, and I and yeah. I was so ignorant to to the fact that I didn't even realize that other. <laughs> this is so bad. I didn't even realize that other Asian cultures celebrated like. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote Chinese New Year. So it's only this year I've been calling it Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important for other East and Southeast Asian communities to realise that and to accept that. Well, and to to basically relearn, no, unlearn and relearn because that's how that's how we can grow and that's how we could that's how we could like create a better, more better representation. You know I, 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 t- I totally get it. Like I can relate to that as well. And I think if I didn't find these you know, small groups and communities that are spreading these awarenesses, I, I, would, I wouldn't know any better. Obviously, you know, I, I would know the, the, the harsh racism, but the micros and they're the things that will brush past because it's normal. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not normal. So we're definitely moving in, in the right direction. And I think having these like clubhouse events, having the audience there and kind of like having these discussions is only going to spread awareness. So like, when they when they realise actually it isn't normal, the, the next time it happens, they may say something about it. They may tell that person actually that's not okay, but maybe they haven't realised that because they have they're not, they've not had a community that's talked about it. Yeah, definitely. I have a slightly serious question to ask you, Jade. Serious? Yeah. Oh, I know. How serious? Quite serious. So you're in a Chinese restaurant, not yours, mm. and they sell dim sum. Okay. They sell dim sum. And the waiter comes over to you and says, Hi, James. Your, your real name, yes. James. Yeah. I'm going to okay. give you five free on the house dim sum dishes and you can select a tea as well i want to know what your top five dim, dim sum dishes would be and why you're not yeah when, whenever i go dim sum i never order why do you not order dim sum I, I think it's because i don't know how to order and it's just like easier I, I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not a fussy eater so whatever's <laughs> on the table i'll just eat it um, I don't mind paying for it. I, like I, I'll pay you order. Uh-huh. It's like fine. So that's always been the way. But yeah, I mean, it's got to be like the, the usuals, right? Like um, agar, yeah, you know, siuma, yeah. chasu bell. Um, yeah. My pronunciation's crap. It's not, it's not, it's not. So you said hagao. You um, said hagao, sumai, chasu bao. Which, which, which chasu bao? The, the, the white fluffy one or the baked one? The fluffy. The fluffy one, yeah. 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 I think, I think, Dan Tat's a must as well. Yeah. Dan Tat's amazing. Yeah. Also the custard bun. Like, I don't know what that's called. Oh, it's custard bun. I think it's called uh, Nai Wan Bao. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Nai Wan Bao. Yeah. What tea would you have? Yeah. Oh, you're not uh, first. Hermpeen. Hermpeen, yay! Jasmine. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And how are you all settled into Wirral? Well, we've been there for a while. Like, I've kind of overstayed my duration because mm-hmm. I was hoping to to go to London so I'm thinking maybe a couple of months maybe more and then I'll be in London yeah maybe oh and then I have to set up again in London and make that home is there anything before we go Jade is there anything that you want to say is there anything that you want to plug anything else you want to talk about um, 
thank you for squeezing me in earlier. Like this is just so new to me. Oh, I don't know what people will think as well. Like I, I didn't think this topic would be an interest for people. Of but. course. People are so interested in it. People within the East and Southeast Asian community, they're trying to find more of a support. And there's a lot of us that are from like a kind of food background yeah. as well, particularly the takeaway background. Not everybody though, but just yeah. quite a lot of them. And um, and I think quite a lot of people are quite triggered as well. And Clubhouse is so new. People, yeah. people are addicted. People are addicted to Asians in the UK. They are so addicted to it. I've seen Chris, Chris Mack posting, but I didn't realize that he was a moderator. He's yeah, always yeah. on Clubhouse. Yeah, I love Chris yeah. Mack. I love him. He's I think, like, I think, I think I spend a, a bit too much time on it as well. I love you guys. I think you guys are so good. At the end of the clubhouse, I always feel like it's therapy. I always feel like, okay, I'm not the only one feeling like this. I'm not the only one feeling so isolated. I'm not the only one that's feeling triggered. And I feel like I learned a lot from all, all the speakers as well. I, I learned a lot from like how, how they express their feelings, how they can articulate things as well. I know that when Amy comes on as well, she's very good at articulating things. Amy from BC. And, and yeah, I just think it's, I think it's such a good thing what you guys are doing. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys grow into something much bigger and everything. So. Like it's, it's, it's crazy because it's, it's the first time it's ever happened. It's like, it's, it feels like it's a start of something, I think. So it's, it's nice to see like familiar faces coming back and contributing because it's, yeah, we, we're doing the events and we're just, we're just moderating, you know, it's actually the audience that's fueling it. Even when you come in, like I'm, I always try and get you to like speak because I know that you've got something to say. No, for, for real. Like, I know people will listen as well. I feel like when I'm speaking, I don't, I never know whether I'm articulating quite well because people always say, Oh, you articulate things so well in your podcast. I'm like, it's because I edit the podcast, but I can't edit yeah. Clubhouse. But oh, there is one thing, right? <laughs> this is, there was one club that I joined or one room that I joined and mm. it had Brad Pitt in it. I went, Oh my God, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. <laughs> and he was yeah. a moderator, right? And there was like, Two and a half thousand people joined this room, and it's wow. all about like a global, uh, global climate and everything. Yeah. And then one person asked, "said Right, the Brad Pitt that's moderating is this the real? We just want to know whether this yeah. is a real Brad Pitt. Is this like is this is this the the actor? Yeah. But he didn't say anything for five minutes. But then other people yeah. said, "Well, whether or not it's the actor or not, it's still it's still yeah. a really good conversation." And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Brad Pitt joined. He says, "Hi everyone, I'm not Brad Pitt. My name's Jacob, oh. and uh, I live in New York." <laughs> oh no. Oh no! How tragic. But then after that, you can see that the listeners like dropped from two and a half thousand to like one and a half thousand, and then they just yeah. basically closed the room. But it's quite oh. bad that somebody impersonated an actual celebrity. It was really good content. It was really good, but bad. yeah, it's quite bad. Jade, before we go, how can people find you? How can people find you on Clubhouse? Oh, they, they just need to search Jade Park. My username is Jade Park, but the A's are V's. Yeah. So J-V-D-E-P-V-R-K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's the same on all socials. Yeah. I can't believe your name is James. And uh, I've been calling you Jade all this time and you've you never know, corrected oh, me. Do you know what? Debbie, she, she keeps saying that it's James and Debbie. That's why it's Jade. She keeps saying what? Sorry. So you know, you know, you know how it's Jade. Yeah. So J A is for James, and D E is for Debbie. That's ah! what she keeps saying. So she, <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's what she says. 
And can I just say, I think Debbie's such a babe. She's yeah. so beautiful. Oh, also, like, we've tried to document our journey as well. So we've been trying to upload, like, some vlogs on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. So the first episode would actually kind of explain how we, you know, started the whole thing. Oh, nice. So so, yeah. so have you got a YouTube channel now? Or is that, is that coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, have- we, we started it. Yeah, yeah, we started it whilst we were doing the whole thing. So the idea is to just show the journey of how we, like, you know, got to where we are. Oh, I didn't realise you were on yeah. YouTube as well. Why are you everywhere? It's not, it's not a big thing, but I, th- I just thought it would be cool to kind of document it as we grow. Yeah, like the kind of behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, definitely. That's it, yeah. Anyway, it's been so nice chatting to you. This has been such a nice conversation. It's been really nice like, getting to know you as well, because I know that we've exchanged messages here and there, and then obviously with Clubhouse. Same to you. I mean, you're educating me. So, Am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of your posts, all of your stories, like, I'm Aww, learning from you. So thank you. I'm just taking it on board and seeing what I can do. Oh, thank so, you. Like, I think, I think um, doing this type of work, is, we're, not, we're not getting paid for it, but you know, it's, I think it's, we see that you know, there's, there's a need for change. Oh, definitely. So, so as long as we're all sharing the same energy, we're not feeling so, you know, exhausted. So Absolutely. Cool. Well, listen, I will love you and leave you. It's been so nice speaking to you. Thank you so much for your time. And thanks for all the work that you're doing for the community and everything. Uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully see you tonight at eight o'clock. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there. <laughs> and I'll see you at eight o'clock. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Oh, Jade or James, Jade or James. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking to me. And I 100% agree with you. Let's keep the Chinese takeaway industry alive. And thank you so much for all the work you've done for the ECO community. Every Monday, eight o'clock, I'll be tuning in to Clubhouse. Oh, something that I didn't mention in my intro, but if you are listening to this show and you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it with your friends. And if you're sharing it on Insta, please tag me, Chinese Chippy Girl. Okay, that's it for today. I'm actually going to order a takeaway after all this chat. I hope you guys do too. And stay safe and see you soon, la.